Hi, everybody, and welcome to Weekday Chat. This is Luke, and I'm Steve, and we're always uh, grateful that you spend a few minutes with us. Today, we're going to talk about worship and what Jesus is worth to you. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you in your journey with Christ. Today's podcast comes from our midweek social media broadcast called Weekday Chat. You can tune in live with us on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Enjoy today's podcast. All right. Well, Luke, um, your message Sunday to us was so is so rich and full. And uh, this this scene in the text uh, that is recorded for us in John is such a beautiful one. Mary uh, Mary comes in where Jesus is and probably going to do the usual thing, anointing his head with oil. She's a, but she gets there and she. She is impacted again by the power of this one who had raised her brother from the dead. And she's so overwhelmed with emotion and thanksgiving and praise. She just falls to her knees and she has this expensive perfume worth a year's wages. She just pours it out. And it's such a lavish thing. I mean, she stuns everybody there because it, it, it seemed overly extravagant. Mm-hmm. And like she wasn't thinking, it was so spontaneous, it was impractical. She's going to get yeah. greasy hair when she <laughs> wiped his feet, and you don't go run in the shower after that. Mm-hmm. It was this, this spontaneity, spontaneity, spontaneity. It was spot. It was spontaneous. <laughs> okay, put it that way. Um, and earlier, she was criticized being at the feet of Jesus. Uh-huh. You know, f- because she wasn't helping her sister Martha. Mm-hmm. This time, she's criticized. Ah, this is a waste. She should have been sold and given to the poor. And you reminded us that our worship is 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 sometimes humiliating. And it is always responsive and needs to be responsive, and it's costly. Such great reminders for us, Luke. Mm. So it really calls me to look at myself, that what what kind of worship do I give the Lord? Of course, worship is not just the pu- public gathering, right, mm-hmm. of yeah. an hour a week. It's, yeah. it's our life. Absolutely. So thank you for the challenge you gave us Sunday mm-hmm. and that, our, that, that this word worship is worth-ship. We are ascribing worth to God in worship, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I suppose I, I want to get more personal today in our own lives, and I have to ask my question about the, my own self about this. When have I been extravagant in my worship? How has the presence of Jesus caused me to do something in a way that shows him he's the most valuable thing in my life? Has that happened to you? Oh man, this this text is so convicting, um, and I hope you guys know that if we ever step on your toes, or if you ever walk out feeling convicted, it's probably because the Lord convicted us first. Yes. And so uh, I hate Luke often, very often, very often because yeah. of these things. I've been wrestling deeply with that, and even in working on this sermon, and ever since then, just with what it means to live a life of humiliating and costly worship that shows yes. Jesus just how much He's worth to us. Because we all have our own preferences and our own opinions yeah. about what we like for for worship in terms of corporate worship, and and uh, it. it it's just easy um, to live a comfortable life, you know, out of still loving Jesus and yet not really uh, sacrificing for him. In terms of corporate worship, though, um, the thing I'm so struck by, Mary, is it just she just seems to be so utterly focused on Jesus yeah. that she's not worried about the opinions of the people mm-hmm. around her. And I know for myself in corporate worship, I can often psych myself out just thinking about what the people around me are thinking because you and I, Steve, often sit in the front of the room. And so, you know, when the worship leader asks us to raise 
our hands or to clap or things like that. I'm thinking, okay, well, people are watching. What mm-hmm. am I going to be doing? Mm-hmm. And as you're sitting in the front of the room, there's there's always eyes on us. And so I'm always um, often self-conscious about what are people thinking about what I'm doing in the worship service right. rather than my heart right. being fully and completely focused on on Jesus and, and adoring Him. Um, and so that that's one of the convictions for me is just to let, uh, you know, my, my own heart's awareness of the presence of Jesus be what drives my actions. Um, some of you might know Stan Woolenhouse, who was mm-hmm. the father-in-law of our former worship minister, Mark Proctor. And Stan was with us for about six months out of the year most of the time. And he uh, is older, and it got to the point where standing up was really difficult for him. And I can remember in the worship services often when the worship leader would uh, ask the people to stand, and Stan would not stand up. Um, and we had a conversation one time about that and whether that felt awkward to him because everybody mm-hmm. else is standing, sure. and he looks pretty conspicuous just sure. sitting there. And I just remember he said, you know, the Lord knows my heart. Um, exactly and that he right. he was worshiping a true and genuine worship, even though it might have not looked good course, to the eyes of the people course. around him. So. And with that, you know, I remember, uh, you know, it was probably I don't know, the Christian church traditionally has been pretty pretty stayed mm-hmm. in worship. I grew up with a church like that. You you just didn't express yourself that much mm-hmm. except through singing and prayer or something. And I remember uh, probably back in the late 70s, early 80s, I'd go to a conference some and people would raise their hands and I felt really uncomfortable and I thought, man, that's really drawing attention to yourself. And then, and I remember the first time, you know, I finally raised my hands. I think I was halfway, maybe, or maybe I just did this. You know, we have we have we have this growth into it. Sometimes we just start like this, way low, and then with a little bit, and then the, you're really arrived when you go like this. You know, but really, one of the there are seven different Hebrew words for hallelujah, and one of them means to raise hands, mm. and. That informs me about it, that this is – and we have it all in the worship scenes in the Scripture of lifting our hands before the Lord. And so I remember the first time I did, it felt really awkward. But now it's just a natural thing in some of the lyrics uh, to want to lift my hands. I think that's just part of it. I think worship is learned, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's learned as well as allowing Christ to capture your heart and then it let it spill over. Absolutely. Steve, I'm glad you pointed out for us that worship is more than just that one hour of corporate singing yeah. and togetherness on Sunday mornings, but that it is this holistic lifestyle of laying ourselves down and offering ourselves as a living sacrifice to Jesus. And so we talked about that, you know, if worship, if the way you are living does make complete sense to the world around you, then you're probably not living a lifestyle of radical enough worship to Jesus yeah. out of gratitude for what he's done, yeah. because uh, we as Christians have received something that is so deep and so rich that our response should be so lavish that it doesn't make sense to people who've not received that same gift yeah. from Jesus. So uh, bottom line is, Steve, like, what, what does it look like in our day-to-day lives to live this kind of lavish responsiveness to what Jesus has, has done? I think one thing is it's learning this worshipful spirit and attitude regardless of what's happening to you. I suppose mm-hmm. I've been most encouraged and blessed by people. I think my testimony meant something when we went through our son's addiction and imprisonment, and through all that, I kept preaching. And I've had a number of people tell me it was when we saw you get up and do that that we knew how real faith was Hmm. and how real Christ was in your life. And I just appreciate that. I didn't set out to prove anything. It was just what we do yeah. because it doesn't matter what's going on in life. He deserves praise and worship and love and our commitment all the time. Yeah. And so I was grateful we had that opportunity to display that. You know, mm-hmm. So it's those kinds of things that 
that once we decide God is good and he is worthy, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. I will worship him no matter what. I'm going to sacrifice my funds to him no matter what. I'm going to serve him with a whole heart. That decision is made when we're when we are convinced he is good and for us and not against us, when Absolutely. we know that, that's what, through those hard times, then people say, how do you get through this? We don't say, well, you know, you know, I'm just, I guess I'm just a strong person. No, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Christ is real in my life, and that it's a great opportunity to praise him for the strength and empowerment he gives. That's, that's some of the ways we do it. Yeah, that, I think that's beautiful. And if that can play itself out in so many ways, you know, for, but uh, some of the best opportunities we have to show people what a true worship of Jesus looks like and what Jesus has done is in those hard moments when you're going through pain or when somebody has mistreated yes. you or hurt you or yes. you're dealing with disappointment or you're de- or, or you're with a coworker and you're dealing with the same annoying, frustrating boss in the same circumstances and they see how you respond differently or they see you dating and choosing not to live together, those kinds of things. Restraining your sexuality is an act of worship or loving your neighbors or the way you post on social media or the kinds of things you let your kids uh, do and not do or the fact that you do block out time to yes. come to church and you say, sorry, no, we can't do that. Yes. This is a sacred time for us. Or, I loved several yeah. years ago that um, when Howard Brammer, I think, was still preaching at Trader's Point, they had big mm-hmm. billboards on 465 advertising the church, and they said, where worship is a relationship. Mm. And and that's true. That's what it's a, it's a day-by-day relationship Absolutely. that spills out. And uh, it touches every part of us, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what worship is. Yeah. And, and part of this, then, is not not being a, a, a braggart by, by no, any means or no. not being just like going around being a Bible thumper, but in a way, living a life that is open and transparent enough that people do see you making those decisions, that they see you, maybe instead of choosing to go to Disney World, you choose to go on a mission trip with your family, or yes. they see you praying before a meal, or yes. they, they, they see you joining a home group, or they see your acts of love towards your neighbors yes. in need. And, and and, and that then as they see you do those things, you then follow that up with an explanation of why those things are being done and why you're making those decisions so that they'll know not just, oh, she's a really nice gal, right. but she is doing this out of response of what Jesus has yeah, done for Yeah, I think a lot of opportunities that our parents have here are, are in, in these traveling teams mm. when you're somewhere away for the weekend to make sure now, especially can, you can engage in worship on Sunday morning wherever you are. You can invite friends in. We're mm-hmm. going to worship. You want to join us? It's a great way to demonstrate to your family this is significantly important to us yeah. and also to be a, a testimony to other people. Yeah. Also. And yet, with all of this, uh, we'd be naive to, to think that this is easy, and we all do have fears Absolutely. W- with this, right? And I'm, I'm sure Mary did too. I'm sure King David did too. They, 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 were, they, were, they were normal people with normal things, you know, and normal uh, awareness, and I'm sure insecurities like we all have. And yet, specifically with our challenge this year to, to have the one challenge, to have this one person that we are praying for and eating with and having spiritual conversations with, Steve, um, how, how do we live a life of boldness? How do we process our fear in, in, a, in a healthy way leading into this kind of open lifestyle of worship? For the well, first we got to understand what you mean even by boldness. I think people interpret boldness meaning it's a brashness. Hmm. You know, boldness can end up being obnoxious and condescending, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, if you, if you have a quiet personality, well, God will use that quiet personality mm-hmm. and embolden you not to be brash, but to in kindness and gentleness just just engage in a conversation. All it takes is for, 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 for to, to be at a table and say uh, over coffee, you know, there's been something heavy on my heart, and 
I, uh, I don't know where you stand in faith. You know, Christ is real to me. I hope you know that in my life, and he is so real to me. And I just want to know where you stand in, in understanding who Jesus is and who God is. It's a, it's a very easy—it should be a natural overflow of our heart, mm-hmm. not contrived, not pre-programmed, mm-hmm. not n- nice and perfect. It's just a conversation like we would talk with any other converse, about any other conversation. Absolutely. Or, or, or when someone does— notice how we mentioned already but how we suffer that we make sure god has been so good to good to me mm-hmm. you know and and this is what i've learned about him in the process you know it's it's telling our story and framing it in a way that's natural mm-hmm. if it doesn't come across natural i fear that sometimes it's 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 gotten lost in translation mm-hmm. and it becomes merely our religion and not this dear relationship. Yeah. We talk about our children and our grandchildren and our friends easily. Yeah. And we should be able to talk about Christ as easily. Absolutely. That's yeah. so true. I think sometimes we can be guilty of putting our, our worship or our faith in like one box that's a very important part of our lives. Yes. And we go to this box on Sunday mornings and then we do all these other boxes. I got my Monday box, my Tuesday box, my Wednesday. But, yes. what, but our faith is supposed to be the foundation that bleeds through everything yeah. we do. It's not a compartmentalized part of our world. Um, and, and the temptation I know for me and for a lot of us probably in this is even to do these good acts of love toward people, of, of generosity and of loving your neighbors and of being a kind person and of, of praying for them and those kinds of things, um, and then not actually crossing the bridge of speaking up about yes. Jesus. Yes. We've, we've, you've probably heard the quote of preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. That's a fine sentiment, but the thing is, it's always necessary. Always I don't want people to just think that I'm a nice person. I want people to think that I'm a sinner who has found Jesus and yes. that that same grace is available to them. So you're right that eventually as you do these things, it really is as simple as asking the Lord to give you open doors in conversation and then being willing to walk through them when they come and ask ask a simple question like you said yes. hey tell me tell me your faith story tell me yes. tell me your history or I'm I'm gonna pray before my meal I've seen you do this so many times Steve mm-hmm. I'm gonna pray before my meal is there anything I can pray for you mm-hmm. just a little question like that and being willing to to walk across those little conversational bridges will go a long way that's right and it's you know it's it's a uh, I want to come back to that word spontaneity because mm-hmm. that's what we see in this scene with Mary. I think she was surprised as anyone as the day went on. Hmm. She just knew she had to do it. And so if you have to think too much about it, then probably he's not as deep in his in your heart as he needs to be. I, I hope that doesn't sound like a judgment. I don't mean mm-hmm. that. I just think we want to get to the point that he's so real to us and so living in us that what comes out is this worship we always have of him. And it's a natural thing. Absolutely. Not forced, not not planned. It's just part of the life that we live. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more natural it becomes. It's like any muscle that it might feel awkward and it might hurt a little bit to use it at first. But the more you get used to having spiritual conversations, the more you get used to worshiping and living a life of faith in front of other people where you're living openly, the the easier and more natural it will become. But it just takes that first step of courage and faith to be willing to do it. Yes. And to me, that's more important than making sure your posture is right in a formal worship service. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's what's coming out of you in a worship service or... In, a, in your life day by day. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for joining us as always. These are convicting yes. things for us. We just want to let you in on what the Lord's doing in on our heart, and I hope you know that we're seeking to repent and live this out just like you are. And exactly. uh, We're trusting that the Lord will grow us every day to be people who worship Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So, the question from Sunday was, how much is Jesus worth to you? And uh, I guess the challenge then for right now is, if you really love Jesus, go prove it by how you live. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you back on Sunday. 
Thank you for listening today. It's our desire to help you grow as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church, would like to attend an online service, or plan an in-person visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you'd like to receive our podcast directly to your device, we encourage you to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.